Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gangster Rap Odyssey podcast. I am your host, JR Megatron. We got a great episode today as we discuss and revisit MC Yates' Which Way is West, which can arguably be called his best album ever, but more on that in a minute. So what's going on? The 4th of July, it's come and gone. Did you celebrate this country's glorious birthday? I celebrated L. Davis's birthday because, you know, it's Raider Nation all day, baby. I went out to Glenwood Springs for the honeymoon because I just tied the knot. You can applause. Yes, thank you. I'm still gangsta as ever, though. You know, I'm just OG now. But hey, enough about all that. Let's talk MC8. If you didn't know, MC8 has been in the rap game for a very long time. I'm talking that early 90s, 1990 to be exact. MC8 came up with uh, Compton's Most Wanted, CMW, also, of course, in 1990. Uh, and the rest is, well, it's history, really. He had a role in Menace to Society, and, you know, the doors opened up for his solo career. He then dropped We Come Strapped, more solos, and still a couple more CM Dub albums. Uh, and you can't forget about the beef with DJ Quick. In one of the longest beefs we've known in hip-hop for sure. Back in the day, I don't know, man. I thought Quick got the upper hand, but we know success talks, and I wonder if 8 has had more success than Quick. I don't know. That's none of my business, but I think we, I think that both of them have had really good success, and it's really dope they beefed, but made it out alive and rich and uh, kept giving us more and more dope records uh what else about eight? Oh, you know he did a a voiceover on grand theft auto uh i think it was grand theft auto 4 and uh, he's got some music on those games so that's pretty dope so you know when did i first hear mc8 though um the first time i heard of him i remember i was sitting in a in a doctor's office probably in boulder or something i think i was like 15 and uh, I picked up a magazine, so it was probably Rolling Stones. And I saw that ad, you know, the We Come Strapped. It's a full-page ad, and I thought it looked hella dope. Um, I wondered what it sounded like. Uh, so that was, like, in 1994, so I was, like, 15, like I said. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't have money, so I couldn't just go out, or a car, so I couldn't drive out to the mall. And of course, I didn't have money, so I couldn't just go buy records like uh, like I'd wanted to. So it was probably like a year or two after um, that I actually bought his first or my first MC8 album, and it was Death Threats. Um, and I wasn't too impressed. I mean, I liked the the cover; I thought it was dope. So, you know, forward some years later, and Last Man Standing came out, and that was okay. But, you know. It just, it was a step in the right direction, but it still left me unimpressed, really. I think there was a, a track on there. It was the single that Daz Dillinger produced. And it was all right, you know, it still left me unimpressed. Um, but in 1999, finally, you know, 8 joins Who Bangin' and drops Section 8, and I loved it. We had beats from Amp Banks, Julio G, and an impressive score from others in the Who Bangin' camp. And guess what? I was finally a fan. Since then, I've always checked out his records, buying each one until the digital era took over, of course. 
I like eight, really. Um, I didn't really like, or I didn't really take to heart the the quick beef, you know. I love them both, what can I say? But early in my younger days, he was easy to dismiss, you know, eight was. But, you know, that brings us all the way down to 2017. That brings us to this album, which I can't believe has already been six years ago, man. That's crazy. Um, I think that... I don't know, man. We can ask ourselves a few questions on this, though. Knowing what I know now, is it worthy of the 8 library? And I mean that uh, he's had a few dope records now under his belt. And I can actually, I love MC8 now. You know, I appreciate what I didn't appreciate as a kid. Uh, He just seems like he got better in time for me. And like I said, man, when he got on Who Bangin', that's when I really uh, started following him. So, you know, my question about this album in 2000, which start, dropped in 2017, how does it stack up to the library? You know, does it does it have heart and does it live up to the legend of eight? So let's find out. But before we dive in, let's judge the book by its cover. You know, I think it's a it's a real clean cover. If you haven't seen it, um, look at the podcast graphic. And of course, you can just Google which way is West MC8. Um, I like the simplicity. It's classy. It's not ridiculous. It doesn't look ghetto or cheap. Um, you know, it doesn't, I mean, there's featured artists on this CD, but you don't see like what we would have had, like a sticker with all the names on there and all that. I don't know if we just don't do that anymore. Either way, it's dope artwork to display on your streaming media for sure. Um, so it's a clean cover, you know, it says blue stamp official on there. Um, let's see, what does it say? Blue Stamp Music presents MC8, which way is west? I dig the font too. The text that he's using on his name is pretty dope. Um, I like that California on there. Let's talk my first impression. I was blown away. I love the album start to finish. It's a real easy listen. So that being said, you know, let's take a serious listen to the project. Now I'll tell you what I think. You know that I always link to the album in the show notes. Uh, I link to the Spotify record. So you can check that out if you haven't heard this record. And then give your own opinion, of course. So, um, you know, at the start of the album, we get the outlaws. And, man, is there a more gangster way to start a record, my friend, with the outlaws? Uh, This is called Shut Em Down. This track is, I mean, it's fucking dope. The beat's dope. The outlaws come hard, and man, is that fatal on the verse, man? Like, rest in peace, fatal. Uh, fatal passed away like two years prior to this, but damn, he uh, he saved he saved a good one. He saved a good one for uh, for the record. Uh, you know, I guess the record maybe eight saved it. I don't know for 2017. Good for him. Uh, it was a great time because this whole record almost came out flawless really so it's a perfect record to do it um so you know let's stay let's let's talk vintage here man let's let's talk let's stay vintage here we got dub c in the house on the next track um and what can you say man it's fucking dope uh it's a welcome verse um he's in the house he takes us back to that 90s flow and it's his unmistakable flow for sure you know i love i love the love the track represent like this um Dub C is unmistakable, and 8 just comes up 
doing his thing and he is hella worthy. I love it. Not as menacing as the West Side Connection dub C, but it's I, you know. And so far, I got to say that the MCA features that he has on here are spot on. I mean, let's talk about some of the features on this record while we're at it, you know. Lady of Rage, Corrupt, Exhibit, Big Mike, Be Real, and Bumpy Knuckles. There's a couple more. I, I you know, I don't mean to sleep on them, but uh, these are the names that I recognize real quick. Uh, I know real well, you know. And uh, the best feature, <laughs> honestly, the best feature has to go to the Lady of Rage. I mean, she kills it on Heart Cold. Um, I feel like if you want to step into a time machine, just check out that track. Uh, even with such a small uh, discography to back her up, I think she's the Queen Bee of the West. She comes off with the Gia at the end of a verse, and man, how fucking dope is that? Be real and corrupt later, you know, add that West Coast true gangsta flavor. It just complements his album so well, man. Uh, MCA himself proves that he still has the hunger to rhyme, and his lyrics are that dope-ass street shit that you can only find from the West Coast. You know, uh, he just comes off all of his rhymes. There's nothing too complex about them. Like, we don't have, like, punchlines that are hilarious or anything, really. Um, but he's still clever, you know, and you can see that he's doing all of this for the love at this point in his career. So... You know, on Compton Zoo, he's like saying, shots of the liquor, money is the plan, so I double up quicker. Think it and want it. The shit gets thick, then roll your dice smarter. And that's the life sometimes. Follow along and read between the lines. Like, okay, uh, when I say it, it doesn't sound like it rhymes at all. When he flows it, it's beautiful, you know, and there's some wisdom in there, man. I love it. So the flow on the record is real nice. It's like fine wine, man. Like eight's just aging awesomely and i know this was six years ago but i just heard his latest record and i love it man the guy is doing it man uh, most of the beats on here are handled by brank sinatra but probably overseen by dj premier um he's got a few tracks on here um there's a few tracks done solely by premier yeah but most of the record is sinatra it's insane that this could be eight's best produced album i mean the beats come off hard smooth and just you know, they're, they're just dope. They're just with what eight needs and who he is. He's not this crazy ass menace, but he's like this original gangster dropping memories from the hood, wisdom, you know, things that you would expect a mature guy to be doing, you know, saying. So I love it, man. I love the personality, the, the legend that is MC eight now, uh, like one of the last OGs left, you could say, um, you know, the best tracks for me, are Gangsta Gangsta, Shut Em Down, Compton Zoo, and Heart Cold. Um, in no particular order. Uh, you know, and after listening to the project, this record, I would give it like an 8.5. I think there's a few filler tracks, but you know, that's all subjective to me. I don't know, what do you guys think, man? Let's answer some of these questions, though, that, that we had in the beginning. You know, does the album have heart? Yeah, it does, man. It's like, it's six years later, and I'm still... Hyped as hell when I hear this work of art, man. It's a work of art. It lives up and actually elevates the legend of eight. And that's saying something, man, because he's got a history. You know, the guy is like fucking the on um, the Mount Rushmore of Compton. Um, this is even a couple decades after eight might have hit his peak, at least numbers wise, uh, billboard wise and whatnot. And he's got nothing much to prove anymore, you know? This is all love, and you can hear it all over the record. 
So, you know, my question for you, ladies and gents, is where do you think this ranks in eights albums? You know, do you think this is his top tier, mid, low? You know, let me know your opinion. You know, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Um, so if you haven't heard this record, man, go check it out. It's dope. Uh, and, of course, you might check out a lot of eights, other records. But he's got several. You could say so many, but it's not, like, overbearing. But still, you might have skipped over this one for some reason. Go look it up. Check it out. You won't regret it. Uh, this is could be MCA's best record. You know, I might have just a whole episode trying to decide which his best record is. You know, which one is it? This one is a contender, I tell you. And that's a wrap, folks. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you listen to the podcast. And don't forget to check out the podcast if you on the YouTube. I got a couple other things going on too, like an amp radio station, uh, trying to get a domain going on, throwback88.com. We'll be going to our webpage. Stay tuned, folks. We're doing it big. We're just trying to grow. You know, we humble though. We humble. We staying humble. I'm doing it for the love, just like MC8's doing this shit for the love, obviously. And what can you do, man? I love this gangsta shit. We'll see you next time. Peace out.